discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Wow. Are you glad to be in church? So I started sharing with you on the power of the new birth, isn't it? The power. Say the power. Of the new birth. Say it again. The power of the new birth. Wow. And I've said so many things already, isn't it? This morning, I want to continue. I think on Sunday, I started, and then on, on Wednesday, I shared on a, I think Sunday I mentioned that we are sons and daughters of God, isn't it? Do you remember? Then on Wednesday, I mentioned um, that we are heavenly. Is it true? We are what? Heavenly. Do you agree you are heavenly? Yes. It's so important you know these things. Okay? At the start, it doesn't really make much sense. But when you allow the word of God to work in you, you will see, you will see it manifested in your life. I want to start today by reading a prophecy that Reverend Kenneth E. Hagen of Blessed Memory um, spoke by the Spirit on 19th October, 1980, concerning some of these things that I'm sharing with you. 19th October, 1980. That's a long time ago. How many of you were born? So listen to, listen to it very carefully. It says, do not become discouraged because the truth does not dawn on your spirits all at once. The truth, don't be discouraged because the truth does not dawn on your spirits all at once. Okay? The things I'm sharing with you may not dawn on you immediately. But don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Because it doesn't all dawn on you at once. But keep meditating on the fact of the word. So the things you're sharing with you, you must keep meditating on them. You must keep them in the midst of your heart and meditate on them. Then, he says, the more you meditate on that which is written and the more you meditate on that which is said, as one shall speak under, under the anointing and the inspiration of the Spirit, then little by little it will become real to you. That's how it is. Little by little it will become real to you. And as, and as on the inside of you, in your spirit, in your inner man, it takes shape and form, it will reshape your own spirit until you will no longer be, be a weakling spiritually, but you shall become strong and be able to stand and do the works that the Lord has called you unto and rule and reign and dominate in life as a king by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So do not turn away even when, even because you do not fully understand or see. But let your mind be open and your spirit be receptive and say, and say thou, O blessed Holy Spirit, unveil the truth unto my spirit. I want you to say this after me. O blessed Holy Spirit, unveil the truth unto my spirit that I may stand in the fullness of the provision of my father for he is my father wow I love him and he loves me hallelujah isn't that beautiful then he goes on he says and so you will become that which he has ordained that you should become and rise up to the level of the full privileges and rights and authority and dominion of a son of God. Rejoice and be glad and speak for the word of faith. Speak unto those circumstances that you have, that have you bound and command them to leave and so you shall be loosed. Speak unto the storm that appears on the horizon of your life and say, peace be still and there will be calm. Learn what is yours and act upon it. Learn what is yours and act upon it. You remember last week I was telling you that knowledge of God's word and acting on that knowledge is what puts you over. So he's telling you, he says, learn what is yours and act upon it. And it shall become yours in reality. Hallelujah. This was a prophecy that was given by Reverend Kenny Higgin, e. Higgin on October 19, 1980. You know, very great man of God who started out as a nobody. And before he died, he was too blessed. He had become an institution. And he had helped so many people become institutions as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was a, a, a serious man of the spirit. His meetings were very exciting meetings, very extraordinary meetings. You could go into his meeting and everybody would be laughing, including yourself. Even though you came in not intending to laugh. They can laugh for one hour. The move of the Spirit was so great in his ministry. And he's, he used the Word of God. He started off with the Word of God. Okay? And allowed the Spirit of God to act on the Word of God for it to become a reality in people's lives, including his. Wow. So, I started sharing with you on the fact that so these things are it's, it's real. It's not, it's not false. It's not something that has been concocted. Or something that um, is not real. It's real. The word of God is real. What God says in his word is true and is real. It doesn't all dawn on you at once. But it takes time. If you give it the attention it requires, it will start working in your life. You'll be surprised. Your family will, will not make a difference. Your family now will not make a difference. You realize that the word of God is really working in your life and really causing you to produce results, you will be surprised. The word of God works. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Yeah. It really works. It may not dawn on you at once, but then, as time goes, when you give it the time and the attention it needs, you realize it starts showing forth in you. It starts taking shape in you and starts molding your environment. It starts molding your mindset, first of all, and starts molding your environment. You realize that your environment is conforming to the word of God that is in you. When we say someone is spiritual, what that means is that the person's life has conformed to the word of God. Spirituality is not a certain kind of prayer. 
or a certain kind of dressing. Okay? Yeah, I mean, some years ago, if your hair was like... Have you seen? She has flowers all over her hair. If your hair, your hair was like this, it was like it was a problem. I'm not saying if you are not being led to go and do it, you to go and do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Whatever you do that is outside the spirit will give you problems. Whatever you are doing should be inside, should be along the lines of the spirit. Because you can do your hair in a certain way and may not get a certain kind of opportunity in your life because you ain't led to do it. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that spirituality has very little to do with um, how you look on the, on the outward. Okay? Uh-huh. That is not to say that you can feel free and do whatever you want to, because the Holy Spirit has a say in what you wear, and has a say in how you look. Yesterday, my wife was telling me when she, her, the, her, her life with the Lord, her, her fellowship with the, with the Holy Spirit started increasing. The Holy Spirit started informing her concerning what she, what she was wearing. She said there was a day she, she dressed up, went out, okay, and when she got to Eidiasi Junction, her hostel was at uh, Eidiasi, when she got to the UDS station, she went back to go and change because she didn't have peace. And what she was wearing was not something that was revealing. It's not that her bottoms were revealing or her breasts were, no. It was nothing like that. But it was, it made her feel like uh, her, her confidence left the Holy Spirit into the dress. Do, do you understand? Uh-huh. Her confidence left her, her, the Holy Spirit into her dress, but I'm, I'm looking beautiful because of the dress I'm wearing. And the Bible says, beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So a woman who fears the Lord is the one who shall be praised. A woman who keeps her confidence in her beauty, how she looks, will have a problem with time. You are, those are the ladies who don't respond to guys when they come proposing. Like when a good guy comes proposing, you feel that this guy is too low for me. You feel that you are very high, so... You should not say yes to this person. You have more opportunities for more wilder people to come into your life. And then before you realize you are 45 or 50 and you are not married. There are so many beautiful ladies who have that problem. Most of the ladies who get married very early are not as beautiful as you may think. Yes. The, the first girl who married in my class, my classmates, the first girl who got married was not beautiful at all. But she was the first person to get married and flow in her life. Yes. Because she, she realized that she's not, I'm not beautiful. I need the Lord. Yeah. And marriage is favor from God. Yeah. For someone to propose to you and say hello to you and say, I like you, is the glory of God, is the grace of God that allows that to happen. It is the mercy of God, actually. Yeah. Without the mercy of God, you'll be surprised that you are very beautiful. You have worn all the nicest clothing you can think about. Your bottoms look like uh, a 40-footer container. And still, some things are not happening in your life. So the word of God must work in your life. <laughs> the word must work in your life. It takes time, but it works. Okay? It takes time, but it works. You realize it's shaping your life. It's shaping your mind. It's shaping your, your, your surroundings. If you give it the attention it requires, you have to give it the attention it requires. Knowledge of God's word makes all the difference. And knowing what God has made you, what God has done for you, is what puts you over. Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Paul said to Philemon, I pray that the communication of your faith, or the sharing of your faith, 
or the participation of your faith shall become effective. Okay? How? Through the acknowledging of every, King James, please. Through the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. There are many good things that are in you in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, there are many good things. We have arrived in a place called Christ by our new birth. And in that place, there's a power that you have through your consciousness of what you have become. It's so important that you know and act on what God has said concerning you. It's so important that you know, first of all, and you act on the knowledge of God for you. Some people know some things, but they've never acted on it. They've never used it. When the opportunity comes for them to use it, they don't use it. They relapse into their flesh and into their environment and into their canal. Uh, uh, they just reverse back. Do you see? If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. And I was trying to explain unto you what it means to be spiritual. Okay? To be spiritual means to, have to be conformed to the word, to be conformed to the spirit. To be led by the spirit is spirituality. For the Holy Spirit to be able to say something to you and for you to act on it is your spirituality. If you are spiritual, the Holy Spirit can have his way with you. Hallelujah. Yes, he can have whatever he says. Whatever he says you should do, you will do. He can lead you easily. He can easily massage you into the shape he wants you to be in. Into the, uh, uh, the person he wants you to be in. He wants you to be. But if you are not spiritual, the Holy Spirit doesn't have his way with you. Your life is opposite the word of God. All that the word of God says is completely different from your experience. Do you understand what I'm saying? It says, and I, brother, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. So it's either you are spiritual or you are carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. A babe in Christ is carnal, but must grow through the word of God. We are born again as babies into the kingdom of God, but then we must grow. How? We grow by the word. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. A babe is not interested in the word of God, for instance. When the word of God is coming, the person will sleep. When we say an all night, the person will not come. You see, all the activities that will, will help you grow, you will, not, you will not be participating in it. You see. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and evil and envies and all evil speakings. You see, these are the things that will prevent you from growing. So put them aside. Go back. Wherefore, laying aside all malice. We don't understand malice. Do you have um, amplified? So be done with every trace of wickedness. Malice is wickedness, depravity, malignity. Do you understand malignity? Maligning others. And all deceit and insecurity, pretense, hypocrisy, and grudges, envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of every kind. This makes you a child. Every Christian who is into this is a, is a babe. Every Christian who is into gossip who is into insulting others and talking about others. You're a Christian, but you can talk about others. You should, you should know that everybody's growing. One of the things you will never get me doing, you will never get from me is to talk about others. You will never, it, it doesn't happen. You can't get me saying something bad or saying, even when someone has done something, you'll be surprised at how big, my large, my, how big and large my heart has become. One of our pastors was sitting in front of me and he had come angry to my house because of something he had done. I've not done anything. He has done something wrong. And he came to my house angry. And all the things that he all that, that has happened had happened was his fault. It wasn't my fault. He came to my house angry. And this person did this and this person did that. I said, Are you serious at all? 
I was trying to talk to him. And he was not allowing me to talk to him. So I also decided to get angry. You know you can decide to get angry. Yeah. Anger, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. That's holy anger. Good anger. So I got very angry. Hey. It's been a long time since I got angry like that. You know the anger that makes you have a headache? That one. Got very angry. And when he realized I was, I was so angry, he started apologizing. I work the righteousness of God. Do you understand? Like, I wanted him to get to a place where he will, he will see me in a, a way he hasn't seen me before. So that I can talk to him. He started apologizing. Then I let my anger go immediately. And I sat down and counseled him and he went away from my house happy. Wow. That is Christianity. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Malice. Malice. Yeah. The desire to harm someone. The desire to harm someone. With, with, in all ways. Emotionally. Harming the person emotionally. Harming the person psychologically. Harming the person physically. Harming the person financially. Harming the person relationship-wise. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Revenge. There are series called Revenge, isn't it? Yeah. Those of you who like soap press. Korea series. To, to Mexican soups. If you don't watch it in a week, something is doing you. Anyway. No Malice comments. is defined as bad will or the desire to do bad things to another person. Bad will or the desire to do bad, bad things, things to another person. He says, put it aside. That will not let you grow as you're supposed to. You see, Malice. Maligning others. Deceit and insincerity. You know that what you are saying is not true, but then you are saying it. Hey! He says that would not let you grow as you're supposed to. As long as you allow yourself to engage, you are promising, you are saying, I love you to a lady. Meanwhile, you, don't, you, don't, you just want to have sex with her. Every lady around you, I mean, you get close to a lady just to sleep with her, not because she's a child of God and you want to help her grow. Do you understand? It's a problem. It's not supposed, it's not supposed to be in our, in our mess. You say hello to those you, 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 you have a certain... I mean, we should be able to trust you as a gentleman with ladies without any problem. We can't trust you with ladies. Like if you put ladies, about three ladies in your care as a shepherd, they will be in trouble. Hey! As a lady, we trust you with some guys to take care of. It will become a problem. It's not supposed to be like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They set all those things aside. Next verse. Hmm? He talks about slander, evil speaking, okay? Then it says, like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated milk. The, the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by, that by it you may be, much, you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. Have you seen it? The, the word of the Lord, the word of God is what causes you to grow. Causes you to put away unnecessary things so that you can become what God wants you to become. And the more the word is working in your life, and the more you are conforming to the word of God, the more spiritual you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you a story. One gentleman went to a certain church. Actually, one of our churches. He went to this church, this our church. When he got there, he met this lady in the church. Okay? 
Now, he didn't know the lady from anywhere. They met in church. Three weeks later, the lady was lying in his bed. Can you imagine? And then he came to the pastor's notice. Ah, what are you people doing? What's going on? Why do you know each other? My friend, move here. Move here. He blasted them and all of that. They were still doing whatever they were doing. Then the lady got pregnant. And when the lady got pregnant, do you know what she did? The guy was saying, like, the guy had now realized, hey, Charlie, what's going on and all of that? After the lady had gotten pregnant and he was misbehaving, the lady said, listen, whether you like it or not, me, I am yours. And you, you are mine. Maybe you, didn't, you, don't, you don't know me. Maybe you don't know me. But you will see what I will do to you. Yeah. The guy's heart started beating. You see, you don't know the lady from anywhere. She's, you see, everybody in the church has a certain type of sickness. Everybody has different spiritual sickness. Do you understand? The, the, the church is a hospital. It's not a place to come and form certain kinds of relationships. It's a problem. She didn't know the, he didn't know the lady, what type of a person she was. Because she had just been in church for three weeks. Or four weeks. And then he also came and then they met. And then they are doing their own thing. Wow. The lady took out the baby. Hmm? I think she was like three months, four months pregnant. She took out the baby live. Yes. Took it out live like this. And kept it on the boy's bed. The boy was in church. The boy had now, he was now realizing that Charlie's like, I'm making a mistake. And was in church. As he was in church, the lady sent that to her, to him. I'm waiting, a picture. You remember? He sent her a picture and a video of the whole thing and said, come for your baby, I'm waiting for you. Come for you. you say you go to church, you are joking. You see, come, I'm waiting for you. Wow. Look at the nearest neighbor by you and ask, how are you? How, how, how are you? You don't really know any, you don't really know, you don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really, so don't, it's not here that you will come and then when you come, like you are looking for a guy, you are looking, no, Charlie, take your time and whatever relationship you are starting, your pastor must know, if someone is getting close to you, let your pastor know, let your leader know that, mm, pastor, this person is getting close to me, mm, this person, you should though, you don't know who you are dealing with, you don't know who will shoot you, the lady you are dealing with or the guy you are dealing with may be the killing type, he will slit your throat, you'll be shocked, you will be surprised, he's in church, but he has a certain sickness, it comes around 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You'll be doing this. And you always see him around 9 a.m. You don't see him at 11 or 12 when he's in that shape. You don't know. What you don't know, your pastor knows. So don't. Listen, let your pastor. This person is getting. The pastor say, hey. Hold on. She needs some time. Yes. Your pastor will tell you, hold on, she needs some time. And when they tell you, hold on, you need some, he needs some time, hold on. When they tell you, forget it. There's, there's one of our pastors here, he was looking, he was trying to follow a certain girl, and I said to him, forget this girl. Forget this girl. She's not going to help you. She said, yes, pastor. Now he's married happily to another person. If he had married that girl, he would not have been in church. He would not have been a pastor. He would not have been in church. Yes, because the girl is not in church. She's doing her own thing somewhere. Yes. We know that sickness. We've, like, we are the pastors. We diagnose the problems. 
And then we try. Let's help. Let's give a Amos, club. And give this one. And give para. Imodium. Something. Surgery needs... Some, some cases are intensive surgery. You, you, can, you have to use several surgeries. So many hours. Special, I tell you. Hey! Wow. Decide to grow. You decide. You are here to grow in the Lord. That's all. The rest is to, to add up. I found my wife in church. Oh yeah, I found my wife in church. So you can find your wife in church. You can find your husband in church. But relax. Take your time. Yes. Take your time. Let's help diagnose things and help you shape your life well. Or else, Charlie, you'll be surprised. Grow. Tell me about grow. Come, be, be committed to growth. Yeah. Be committed to growth. Or else you marry somebody who is going to kill you. You get involved with somebody who is going to kill you. Haven't you heard? Or if not, be hearing of the people who have been killing their girlfriends and their boyfriends. You've not heard some? You'll slit your throat right now. Yeah, one gentleman slit a certain lady's throat in who? Yeah, slit the, the lady's throat. That he felt the lady was cheating on her. It was a, just a feeling. Oh, you didn't hear? It happened earlier this year. He slit his throat. Beautiful girl, 24-year-old. Are you the one who gave birth to the girl? If, if she's doing something, you are not even married to her. If she's doing something else, leave her. You see, that gentleman has, he had a psychological, you are dealing with people who have psychological problems and you don't even know. You have no idea. I said this, the problem comes between 11 p.m. and 1 a.m. You'll be there, 11 p.m. Like, then he'll take his pillow and start tearing it with, with a knife. If you marry him, eh, 11 p.m., it will be your head. You'll be slitting your head like you'll be so. <clears throat> you should be very careful with people. Very, 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 very. It's serious, though. It's very, very serious. Very, very serious. Okay? John chapter 16, verse 23. Are you in a judge? Okay. So it says, and when the time. King James, please. I was amplified. We'll never finish reading. And at that day, this is Jesus talking. At that day, which day is that? These days, it says, when I die and I rise up, the, those are the days, okay? And at that day, you shall ask me nothing. He was talking to disciples. He says, at that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Next verse. So we have a Father, we have a good, good Father who is into giving you whatever you ask. In the name of Jesus Christ. I sing it. Then it says, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Is that not beautiful? Next verse. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. Why? Verse 26. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Next verse. For the Father himself. I said the Father himself. Yes. For the Father himself loveth you because you have loved me. The Father himself loveth you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. So Jesus had a Father who was sorting him out on all levels. 
give him all the things that he required for his life, all his needs. Jesus never walked around with a sense of need. The father always supplied his needs. Are you saying it? And that father has now, be, his father has now become your father. So he says that at that day, you shall not ask anything of, my name, of me, but you shall ask the father in my name. And whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give it to you. Why? Because the father himself loveth you. The father himself loveth you. He has personal love for you. Hallelujah. Yes. So whatever you ask him in the name of Jesus, he does it for you. Why? Because he's now your father. If you don't understand, fatherhood is a very big deal. When you become a father, what it means is that a father is from the word pater. Father is from the word pater, P-A-T-E-R. And it means source. Okay? Source. What it means is that when someone is a father, the person is the source of everything for the one whom is fathering. I say it. That is why a father, a natural father, is supposed to take care of their, his children. When a father is not around, there's a problem. It's not just financial supply, but emotional supply. A father must supply emotional support to his children. We may not get that in our society, in some portion of our society, but then that's how it's supposed to be. A father is a source of strength, the source of every good thing you can think about. If you remember, Jesus gave a story concerning if, he says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, if your children ask for bread, you will not give them stones. If they ask for fish, you will not give them serpents. If you being a, a man will not do that. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Then he says, or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Will you do that? Your son asks you for egg and then you give him scorpion. Hey, what kind of wickedness is that? He says, even natural men in all their, their height of their wickedness don't do that. How much more, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? There's another rendering in another place where it says that he shall give you good gifts. Matthew 7, he shall give you good gifts. Matthew 7, he says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask of him? So the Father is there to give you good things. And amazingly, you are, as a child of God, God is now your Father. God is now your source. What it means is that God is ready to supply all your needs. Hallelujah. Look at Matthew chapter 6, from verse 7. Matthew 6, from verse 7. It says, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Next there. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of, because you ask him. Your Father knoweth what things you have need of, before you even ask. You see, a Father is there to supply. That, that's a father. A father is a source, supply. He supplies you with all that you require. He says, even before you think about it, even before you, you, you consider it, he, has, he knows. Even before you ask, he knows. Yeah. Your father knows. There was a certain gentleman called, called uh, is it Robert Morris? Something, something Morris. My wife and I watched him. This is a long time ago. This is in the, uh, this is late 19th century. So this is 18, maybe 1895, 1890. Okay, very a long time ago. He was Liberian. Okay, very young boy. He was just about uh, eight years old when he was estranged from his natural father. 
So he was going to be killed. They, 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 some people invaded his, an enemy tribe invaded his, his uh, tribe and killed everybody. And they were going to kill him. They were killing a lot of people. They were going to kill him. And before, just when they were going to kill him, there was a light that came into the place and a voice spoke and said that leave him is my son. And then everybody was confused and then he left. He was able to run away. But he was estranged from his father, so he was in the bushes for some time and all of that. And then he found Christ. He realized that the voice, he went somewhere, we were preaching, and he realized that the voice that had spoken like that was actually his heavenly father. So he had a revelation of the heavenly father. Okay? And that young man died early. He died before 20. But before he died, he did many great things because of the revelation of the fatherhood of God that he had. Yes, so many beautiful things. He said that he wanted to go to America and go and learn about the Father, the Heavenly Father. He didn't have a passport, nothing. He didn't have anything. But he asked the Father. He said, my Father, you're my Father. You can do anything for me. So I'm asking you to take me to America where I can go and learn and bring, go and learn some more about you and bring information about you to my country. By some mysterious means, he, was, he, he found himself on a ship. He got access to a ship with documents, everything. He was on his way to America, not knowing anybody in America. And while he was on the ship, you know, during those times, ship travel took a long time. So you could, you could travel for three months, four months, and all of that. And it was a very dangerous thing. Very, very dangerous. People could travel and then they would die. As they were going, the ship had a major problem. They were supposed to die. But he told the... I mean, everything was doing... So, his fear was that he was going to work on the ship and pay. So as he was working on the, on the, on the ship, something will happen. And you say, oh, my father will supply. And amazingly, it will be supplied for. All the time. So that everybody on the ship realized, ah, this guy, there's something about him. Who is this father he's talking about? Oh, he's talking about father. And then he used that opportunity to preach them and win them to Christ. But the, the captain of the ship was very stubborn. He didn't want to. Very, very stubborn. I wish I could show you the video. It's on, it's on Samuel Morris, right? It's on, it's on YouTube, you can watch it. Touch lighters, yes. And this ship was, it was, it was going off, but then he told the captain that he shouldn't worry. His father has told him that he, they will get to America, so they are going to get to America. And amazingly, the ship amazingly survived. By the time they got, they got to America, the captain was born again. And when they got to America, he didn't know anybody. He told the Lord, he told his captain that my father will provide the place for me. The captain at this time knew that it, was, it, is, it, is, it is too possible. It is too possible. And I mean, when he got off the ship, the father brought somebody who took him to a Bible school straight away for him to start going to Bible school. Yeah. And in the Bible school, he was doing so many wonderful things, always referring to the father. A father is there to supply. And simple faith in the, every child, true child, of a father, believes that the father can do anything. Yes. My son can tell me to buy, buy an airplane for him. He feels I can buy him an airplane. But he doesn't know I don't have money to buy an airplane. Yes. Everything I say, he's, he's, he's happy about it. It's beautiful. So he says, but be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father. Don't be like those who don't know the father and make vain repetitions, thinking that their vain repetitions is what is going to make, the father, make their God hear them. But if you have a heavenly father, who responds to every need, every single need of yours. 
every single thing you, you every single request you make. Your faith in the fact that the Father is there, you, you, are, you, you have a Father who supplies all your needs, makes a very big difference in your life. Yes, my God is able to do, is able to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worked in you. What is that power? The power is the revelation of God that you have. The revelation of his fatherhood that you have. The revelation of his supply that you have. Do you know that he will supply all your needs? Do you know that whatever you require, he will give it to you? There are a lot of things we've done without having anything on us. There's no money for it. All we had was God. All we had was the fatherhood of God. And we just, Father, you know. You know all things. You say we should go here. So as you are saying we should go, we are moving. And as we are going, you'll be surprised that the supply will come. That is how we do everything here. Yes. So what I'm telling you is a very, very important uh, 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 revelation of God's word that you should have. You should know it. And you should act on it. When you are stuck and you don't know what to do, ask your father. Father, you know all things. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Please bring supply. Please do what you are supposed to do for me. Thank you, Father. Put it on your shadow. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you will supply that it will be supplied for. Look at your next verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. There's daily bread for you every day. Daily. There's daily supply for you. Ask. Having faith in the one you are asking from. Believing that he is really your father and he's there to supply all your needs. 25. He says, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat. Can you do this? He wants you to do it. He says, don't take thought for your life. Don't be a kind of Christian who is always into planning some things and, you know, we have to do, we have to movement, we have to do, we have to the extent that you don't even have time for God. Life is stressful without Jesus Christ. Life, life is stressful without God. I tell you, all those who extract God out of their lives have problems. Have great problems. If you do, if you extract, if you are so busy you can't have, give attention to God. If you are so busy you can't serve God, there's a problem. We are there. Our life is there to serve God. That is why we exist. So you must make sure you do that particular thing for the Lord. Yeah. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. It's not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment. says your life is more than food, and your body is more than clothing. Don't let all your life be about clothing. All your life be about food. Ooh. Even animals do not think about what they will eat. There's no dog who, raises, who gets up in the morning and says, when you see him doing that, do you, have you ever seen a dog doing that before? And then ask the dog, Mr. Dog, what's wrong with you? You say that, I, I, I don't know what I'll eat for today. There's nothing like that. Are you in the church? Yeah. How much more are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? Yeah. Is God your father? Yeah. He's ready to supply all your need. I stopped, think, I, I stopped living that animalistic life a long time ago. It is basic instinct. Those are basic instincts. I don't, I don't live like that. We've never fought about food in my house. There's never a battle about food. Hey, where is the stew? Where is the soup? Hey, who are those who ate the stew? Come here, come and kneel down. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Yeah. 
there's no conference concerning who put the AC on. Why didn't you put the AC off when, 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 when you were sleeping? My friend, you don't. There's nothing like that in my house. Because I have a consciousness of constant supply. Constant supply. Because I have a heavenly father who knows what I need before I even ask. And knows that I need, I have need of this one, I have need of this one. That's, that's the revelation I work with. Yeah. Hallelujah. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. The fowls of the air, they sow not, neither do they. They don't, they've never sowed anything. Then they've never reaped anything. There is no farm that belongs to a certain fowl in the, in the sky. It's for a certain vulture. There's, no, there's not even one single farm. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. It is, are you not much better than they? Are you not much better than they? You have a father who knows all you need before you get there. He knows your need of a wife. He knows your need of a husband. He knows your need that you need to travel. He knows it. Yes, he knows it. Instead of getting all worked up and all tensed over things you cannot change. You can't change it. Instead of being grateful to God for what you have, you are always looking at what you don't have. My brother and my sister, I have, some new, I have news for you. Your current state and status is someone's prayer. Your current state and status is someone's serious prayer, I tell you. So you need to be grateful to God for where you are. You need to be grateful to God. You need to thank the Father for his supply, for the opportunities he has given you, for the gift of life. Do you understand? I saw a certain young man here once, just once. And when I saw him, I saw him twice. The first one was in this auditorium at the beginning of this year. The second one was in this auditorium somewhere in the middle of this year. You know who I'm talking about. When I saw him there, he told me he wants to, he, he was a barber, right? Yes, he was doing barbering things. And he said he wants to go uh, to school. So we prayed. He got the opportunity to go to school. And was starting. Just when he started, some few months later, I hear he developed some kidney problems. I don't know if he had had it for some time. Nobody knows. Just like that. As I'm talking to you now, he's dead. He's, he's, he's gone. Yeah. He died on, uh, is it Thursday? Thursday. Just like that. You see? You have life. He was amongst us. He was here. Yes. At least I saw him twice. I saw him at least twice. So, your current state of having life and your kidneys are working. All your kidneys. Check your. Do you know where your kidneys are? Do you even know where your kidneys are? You'll be surprised that you have kidneys that are always working all the time. And if something should go off, it's become a problem. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone just like that. Just like that. 22 years. Wow. Some of you have passed 22. Yeah. You see, this life, eh, the, the world is like walking through a swamp or a jungle with lions, snakes, very dangerous snakes, poisonous snakes, scorpions, birds that can kill, dragons that can kill, I mean, crocodiles, everything dangerous you can think about. It's inside the jungle you are walking in and they are all looking for you to destroy you. That is how, that is how this world is. Yes. Even the air it, it wants to kill you. Yeah. Someone close to me, he slept, woke up, he has cancer. Just like that. 
Young guy, he's not, he's just a little over 30. Young guy. Married not long ago. Joining his wife. All of a sudden, pop. Touch that guy. You see, you, 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 by God, you don't have to fight. You don't have to use your faith to fight. Don't wait to get to that point before you start working on your faith. Do you understand? Don't wait till something bad is happening before you start. Use your faith now. Start working on your faith now. Start working on the word of God now. So that you never enter that particular problem. Use the word. Take God seriously. It's, it's so important, though. It is not everybody who get, ooh, 10, 9 to 2. Oh. Hmm. If you don't use the word of God, you will not cross 70. You will be there and say, I'm enjoying life, I'm enjoying life. You'll be, shop, you'll be surprised. Yeah. A lot of things are looking for you to destroy you. So many things. So many things. Wow. It's like walking through that jungle. But with the word of God and with the Holy Ghost, you are engulfed. You have, you have your own atmosphere in the jungle. Yeah. Your own atmosphere with fridge and air condition and everything inside that particular atmosphere. Yeah. Your legs are safe. Everywhere is safe. Don't break the hedge around you with your own foolishness. You have a heavenly father who supplies your needs. And you must, you must, you must believe it. Yes, you must believe and use it. You can know it and not use it. Yeah, you can know it and not use it. I make, I make requests every month for what I need. Every month, financial requests, especially. Because that's what everybody's looking for. My pay and what I get at the end of the month is not the same. My pay can be a tithe of what I receive. My pay not can be is a tithe of what I receive every month. Almost every month. Between my wife and myself. Sometimes way more than that. Wow. I make requests. I talk to the father. Father, I have need of this and that and that and that. Please put it on your shadow. Supply all my needs. You are, a father is there for requests to be made. A father is there to shelter and protect. And if you have a father, he must provide a place for you to It is his responsibility to provide a place for you to sleep. Oh. Yeah, if you don't have a father, then you don't, have, you, don't have, you don't have a place to sleep. But if you have a father, he has a responsibility of providing a place for you to sleep and better still, even providing something permanent for you. Permanent. Leaving, a father has a responsibility of leaving you an inheritance. He must leave you an inheritance. If, a, if he's a real father, he must leave an inheritance. That will set you up in life. One man of God was saying something. He's built something very big. And he said, if my father had not done some things for me, I would not have been able to do this. That's what he said. Yes. Because where he is, the first house there was bought by his father. And the, the, the lands were bought by his father. His, and his father gave it to him when he died. And when he was staying there, he realized that he, he can buy more. He can do more. And he started buying and doing more and doing more and doing more. Now it's a place with over, uh, close to a thousand acres. Yes, very big place. A father has a responsibility of supplying protecting, guiding, counseling. That's what your heavenly father is there for. Supply. Have you seen it? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they are? So you need to make requests at the, at the beginning of the month. Ask, for, ask God, Father, you know, I, I have need of this and this and this. I'm making a request. Please supply 5,000 for me or supply 10,000. Start from where you are. Start from where you can, where you can start. Start from where you can start. And rebuke the devil to take his hands off your money. 
You make that request. You tell the devil, Mr. Devil, take your hands. Don't call him Mr. Devil. Small boy devil. Take your hands off my finances. I send forth the ministry. I send forth angels. Bring money to me. Bring the money to me in Jesus' name. I receive it all. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. I have expectation I'm receiving in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. If you have a wife, you are blessed. You hold hands with your wife and you say, Father, thank you. Because you are two now. Two are better than one. One shall put to flight a thousand. Two shall put to flight ten thousand. It's supposed to be two thousand, but it's not two thousand. There's a multiplied effect. Ten thousand are put to flight when you are two. Yes, that's a blessing of marriage. You have someone you can agree with in prayer. If you are fighting with your wife, you can't agree in prayer because of, of, about anything. That is why the devil fights marriages. So that you don't have anybody to agree with. The closest person to you is your wife or your husband. If you can't agree with him or her, Otilo, Onsempa, you are in trouble. You must make sure you are at peace with your wife, you are at peace with your husband, so you can hold hands and pray. Father, we make requests. Thank you for supply. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. You mention your amount. We receive that 5,000, that 50,000 now in Jesus' name. Thank you that before the month ends, we have our supply in Jesus' name. When the month ends, the 50,000 has not come, but 10,000 has come. Thank God anyway. Your faith is working gradually. Gradually. Before long, you get to the 50,000. Yes. Look at the next verse. Are you following what I'm saying? Which of you, by taking thoughts, can add one cubit onto a stature? You can't add, you can't increase your height by thinking. We need to plan, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do You can't add anything to your life by doing that. And why take it out for raiment? Raiment, what you wear. Consider the leaves of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. They don't toil, neither do they spin. He's not saying you shouldn't work. That's not what he's saying. Next verse. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Next verse. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Much more. He will much more clothe you. He will much more supply your needs. Say, I have a father who supplies all my needs. I trust him to take care of me. Have you heard this song before? God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Do you know what it? Okay. You are all new Christians. In every way. All the way. He will take... Because then he kept himself saying it. Because we're in, the same, we're in a certain church together years ago. Yeah. And it's one of the main songs there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, God is my father. And he supplies all my needs. Wow. Look at Matthew 7. Matthew 7 verse 11. So awaken to the fatherhood of God. Okay? Yes. Awaken to it. Use it. Now that you have, it's something you have in Christ. In Christ, you, are, you have access to the fatherhood of God. God is now your father. Yes. God is now your father. Be bold. You don't need to ask for milk from your father. Before you take it in your house. It's your house. Unless you're, if you're living with somebody, then you have to ask. But if you're living in your father's house, that this is your father. You don't toothpaste. You don't have to buy toothpaste. You don't, you don't have to do some things. You just walk to the fridge and take whatever you want to take. If it comes and it's finished, it's finished. 
His job is to supply. Or, of course, when you go to university and you come back and you are still doing that, you see that you are annoying. Even when you are cutting bread, it's like you are making noise. Have you seen that? <laughs> when you are cutting bread, even when you are cutting bread, it's like you are, you are, you are, you are using a chainsaw. Making noise. You need to go and find yourself a job and also start a family and supply for somebody. You have been supplying for you all these years. You need to become a father. Wow. He says, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? You see, the, the question is, how much more shall your, he- your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? He'll give you good things. Good things. Say, my father gives me good things. Say it like you mean it. Wow. One other thing that the Lord does, or what we have received in Christ. I've showed the fatherhood of God. There are lots. There are 15. And I've spoken about being sons and daughters of God, being heavenly, having a heavenly origin, and I'm not talking about the fatherhood of God. We've not gotten anywhere. But I have to pick up another subject on Sunday. So I have only Wednesday to finish. All right. So the next thing is that we are one with the master. We are one with the master. And hence, co-heirs. We are one with the master. And hence, co-heirs of God. One with the master and hence, co-heirs of God. Co-heirs. S H E I R S. Co-heirs of God. Or joint heirs of God. Hallelujah. Look at John 15, verse 5. We are one with the father. Okay? We are one with the master, rather. We are one with the master. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. I'm the vine, you are what? What it means is that we are one with them. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says that he that is joined to the Lord, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. We are joined unto the Lord, and hence we are one spirit. We are one with him. We are so one that sometimes it's difficult differentiating between our spirit and his spirit. So there are so many verses in the Bible where they they interchange the spirit of a man with the spirit of, the, of God, the Holy Spirit with, with, with the spirit of man. For instance, Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 5, rather, verse 17. Look at Galatians 5, 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. Go, go up, go to um, 16. This I say, then walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Have you seen it? This one is big S. That's the Holy Spirit. Have you seen it? Now, look at the next verse. For the flesh lasteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Go down. Go to verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love. He uses the a big S here. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit does not bear fruit, because the Holy Spirit is not, he is the vine, and we are the branches. We are the ones who bear fruit. So it's actually the work of the Holy Spirit in our spirit Producing these fruits. So, it's supposed to read this way. The, the, but the fruit of the human spirit, the fruit of your spirit, is love. So, as the Holy Spirit works in you, as the, as the Word of God works in you, you become more loving. These are the fruits that you bear as a result of your spirituality. The more you grow in the Lord, the more loving you become. You love God, you love His children, and you love those He loves. You love those who are outside the house of God. How is what I'm talking about? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's actually the human spirit. Our spirits and the Holy Spirit are so united to the point that he, he, in this verse, they translate it as though it is the Holy Spirit. 
but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's actually your spirit. It's the human spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. All these things are fruits of your spirit. The more you grow in the Lord, the more you become long-suffering. Do you understand long-suffering? You suffer for a long time. Someone may be a, a, a problem for you, but then you still love the person. Yes. I'm not saying if you are going out with somebody who's a problem for you, you shouldn't leave the person. If you are not married, don't show long-suffering in that particular relationship. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The person is beating you. You say we must suffer long, so you are suffering. No, that's not what I mean. I didn't say that. Long-suffering. Hmm? Bearing with people. Gentleness. Being gentle with people. Goodness. Being good to people. Yes. The person may be doing something bad to you, but then you are good to him. Yes. You heap coals of fire on the person's head by loving the person. As you love the person, as the person hates you, you are heaping coals of fire on the person's head. Yes. Gentleness. Faith. Faith is the fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the recreated human spirit. Not the fruit of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith who acts on you to help you bear the fruit of faith. Meekness. What is meekness? Meekness. Can you check for us? Meekness. When we say someone is meek, the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on earth. What does it mean to be meek? Let's see if the Amplified will help us. Gentleness, meek, meekness. Humility. He calls it humility. Hmm? What does the dictionary say? Quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on. Submissive. Quiet, gentle, gentle. Easily imposed, imposed on. on. What he's trying to say is that you are easily manageable. Like you can be managed. Not set in your ways. Like, this is what I've said. That is it. You can't change it. It's finished. Finish. 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 You get it? You are manageable. When you make a rule, someone can break it and it will not be a problem. We can ask you questions when after you have spoken. We can ask you questions. So, please, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? There are some people when they talk, you can't ask questions. Their husbands, their wives, they talk. You can't ask questions. It's finished. My friend, get out. You have a problem. The Holy Ghost is not, you are not allowing the, the work of the Spirit upon your life to work as it's supposed. Even Jesus is manageable. Jesus is meek. He says, take upon me my yoke. I am meek. Isn't it? Jesus appeared to, 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 to you have another definition. Okay. A person is an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and Submit without resistance to imagine? the will and desire of someone else. Of another. Without resistance. Are you see what I'm talking about? Yes. They are cantankerous wives. You mind them and you're in trouble. Oh, it's the truth. Oh. You, you know how many people are suffering their marriages. You have no idea. You have no They may wear the same dress, green, green, and take a picture, but you, don't, you have no idea the problems that they have. You have no idea. You don't want to know. Wow. So don't be kind. Normally it's the wife. 50% from the wife, 50% from the husband. That's what the wives can do 51%. Yeah, because when you, have, when you have a woman who is not happy, it's a problem. You can't make her happy. Whatever, you, my friend. You see, between the two of us, you are the softer person. You, the woman, you are the softer. You have soft skin. You see, soft. It's like chewing gum. Soft. This one is like goat, goat, hard. I bit toffee. Huh. Chewing gum and I bit toffee. I mean, there's a very big difference. So you are expected to be softer. 
and expected to be easily moved around. So if you, you are, you are like this, you can't be moved, can't be. Eh? They are moving you. In movie. Unmovable, unbendable, unshakable, unchangeable, you are set in your ways. What kind of a person are you? Slap it up and say, change your oh. Wow. Yes, you should be, you should be like, when we talk, it should be, it should be okay. Your husband talks to you, it's fine. And we can hold you. And so, baby, I'm sorry. Believe in that, I'm sorry. Not, hmm. This one, we have heard it before. You will repeat it again. This, I'm sorry. We have heard this. Uh, the relationship will not work. You are on your way to divorce. You don't know. You just don't. I'm advising before you get married. You don't. Be soft. Be easily. Like we can move you around. Like power theory. We can move you around. You understand? Very easy to move. Not. Arrow glass type of life. Like we are driving caterpillar. Become smooth and soft like a, a Mercedes Benz. We just move like that. Hey! Slap the closest girl about by you and say, hey, my friend. Be soft, be soft. That is when you get married or not. Hey, before you get married, don't be soft. When you get married, then you become soft. Yes. Before you get married, don't be soft. If you do this before everybody, everybody will sleep with you. Be soft in your mind to your husband. Now that you are married, now that you have become a wife, become soft. Malleable, not, hey, my friend, my friend, move away. When they touch you in the night, who is that? Who is that saying? I mean, who else should touch you in the night? One of our ladies got married. And when she got married, after about a week or two, the husband was touching her around 2 a.m. And then she woke up and said, hey, who is that? And the husband said, ah, who is that? Ah, what are you talking about? <laughs> who are you expecting? What are you expecting? Hey! Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. Meekness. Eh? If you're a gentleman, be meek. Like we can, your, husband, your wife can talk to you for you to hear. Oh, your ears are so hard, whatever they say. Mm. Mm. No, no, no. So long as it's coming from a wife, it's a bad idea. If it's coming from a wife, it's a bad idea. If she talks, it's a bad idea. No. No. Your, your constant reply is no. Default. Why? Become soft. Even if you say yes and you will not do it, say yes. <laughs> Let her be happy. Let just say yes. Baby, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, I'll think about it. Not my friend, my friend, my friend. It's as though the lady did not go to school. What are you talking about? She went to school. She also has sense. There's wisdom in her head. And she can see she has eyes. She can see that the decision you are making is wrong. And she's trying to say something about it. Uh, yeah, tell my wife, so we'll say, hey, my wife will beat you if you do that. You can't do that. No, what are you talking about? Yeah, say, you shouldn't say, we are saying wise things. You, the lady should not say something. Ah, what? Are, you have insulted them with, with depth. Deep insult. That's a deep insult. You don't do that. Slap the closest guy by you and say, my friend, you need to become, become meek. Let us move you easily. Wow. Yeah, so all these are fruits of the Spirit, okay? They are fruits of the Spirit. But we are one with the Father now. We are one with the Master. 
He's a vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. We are one in spirit. What it means is that what he can do, we can do. What he can do, I can also do. Are you seeing it? Yes. He is the foundation. We are the building. We are one with him. What he can do, we can also do. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 into verse 10, you see something. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 to 10. He's the foundation. We are the building. He's the head. We are the body. So what he does is what we do. Or what, what he can do is what we also do. I say it. For we are laborers together with God. Then it says, you are God's husbandry. You are God's building. You are God's building. Or you are God's farm. Or husbandry. Then the next verse says that, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builder thereupon. Thereon. But let everyone take it how he built it thereupon. Next verse. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the foundation and we are the building on the foundation. You don't describe the foundation differently from the building. This building has two parts. The foundation and the building. But you never come and say, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to the foundation. You can't enter the foundation. If you're entering the building, you're entering into the foundation and into the building. You enter to stand on the foundation. So he's the, we, he's the foundation. We are the building. We are one with him. We are one with the master. And what that means is that whatever the master has is ours. Whatever the master can do is, is, is what we can do. The master's ability is our ability now. I see what I'm talking about. Yes. So in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, the Bible talks about how that we are co-heirs with Christ. All because we are one with him. And if children, then heirs. Then it says heirs of God. Why? Because Jesus is the heir of God. He's the original heir of God. And because we are joined to him, we are also heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. If so be that you suffer with him, that he shall be glorified together with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. We are joint heirs. Say we are joint heirs. Galatians 4, verse 4. But when the... When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth a son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, it says, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God, through God, through Christ. We are heirs of God. Why? Because Christ is an heir of God. So we are joint heirs together with him. And what that means is that whatever Christ owns, you also own. What does Christ own? The Bible says that God, everything was made by him and for him. Everything that you can see was made by him and for him. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Look at Colossians 1, 15. Who is the image? He says Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Next verse. For by him. Other version says for in him. So let's read like that. For in him were all things created. Everything was created in Christ. That are in heaven and that are in earth. Everything in earth were created in him. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Brothers and sisters, he owns all things. See, he owns all things. Say it again. He owns all things. And I'm a joint heir together with him. I am one with him. Yes. Therefore, whatever he owns, I also own. Look at the next verse, verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body. He is the head of the body. 
See, he describes all these things about him and then lets you know how we are joined to him. He says he's the head of the body, which is the church. You and I are his body. And he's the head of all these things. He owns all these things. You can't see your head owns a, a land and your body does not own the land. Whatever your head owns is what your body owns. So all things, that is why 1 Corinthians 3, verse 21, he says, therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Come to the reality of the fact that all things are yours. All the houses here are yours. All the cars that are moving in the world are yours. All the airplanes that are moving around, they are yours. All the skies, the heavens, everything is yours. Remember, the Lord created the heavens, the galaxies, everything. And amazingly, he created them to be signs and seasons for this earth. And in this earth, we are the most relevant of all. Human beings are the most relevant of all. And out of the human beings, we are the sons and daughters of God. Forget this generalized statement that the fatherhood of God covers all men. It's not true. The fatherhood of God does not cover all men. Yes, he gave them power to become sons of God. Then in John chapter, John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus was talking up to the highest of the sects of Israel. Hmm? He was talking to the Pharisees. And he told them, you are of your father, the devil. The Pharisees were the highest, the most religious of the groups. And he called them, says, you are you of your father, the devil. So don't say that everybody, God is a father to all. He's a, fa he's a God to all, but he's not a father to all. He's a father to the new creation. He's a father to the new creature, not to all. Do you understand? That is why when you become a child of God, God becomes your father. And hence, you have access to him. It's not everybody who have access to him. You have access to him. You have your father, the devil, and the last of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. That's what he told the Pharisees who were the highest. But to us, he says that God is your father. Yeah. So all the things that were created were created for you to enjoy, for your advantage, for you to do well. So always remember who you are. Always remember what you have. Always remember from whence you have come from. It's so important. That is what to put you over. I'm showing you what puts you over in life. What I'm preaching is the power of the new birth. The power of the new birth. If you, if you understand these things and you use them, it will work for you. I don't like preaching things that do not work for you. I, I know a lot of things in the scriptures. I can come and say things that are of no relevance to you. But I want to share things. God leads me to share things with you that will help you. If you take advantage of this thing, it will, it, will do a, it will do a lot in your life. If you remember that you own all things, that all things are yours. We just read, it says 1 Corinthians 3 verse 21. He says that, wherefore, don't be, don't be bothered about Paul or Apollo. says, therefore, let no man glory in men. For all things, all things are yours. All, so when you get to a place and they, they say there's no space, you tell them all things are mine. I'll be back. All things are mine. I'll be back. I'll come back to this place. I'll be back. You let, I'm, going, I'm going to talk to my father. I'll come back. My father owns all things. And I am one with the son of his love. And, her, and hence in him I've become the son of his love. The Bible calls us the beloved of God. We are the beloved. Do you understand? We are God's beloved. We are the object of the father's love. The father is busy about us. The father is intent about us. The father, we, we are the ones who consume his attention. Can you imagine? We are accepted in the beloved, in the coven of the beloved. We are the object of God's love, and He's ready and willing to do anything for us. He says, Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. 
Whatsoever you pray, whatsoever you pray, whatever you ask for, believe. You will have it. We are one with him. Say we are one with him. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Next verse. Then it shows you what is yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world, it says the world is yours. Or life. Yes. Is it true? Is this true? You think it is true? It is true. Yes. It is true. I'm not saying something. I'm saying the word of God to you. It is true. It's God who said it. He says all things are yours. Why? Because you are identified with the Son. You are one with the Son. You are, you are his heir. Therefore, all things are yours. All things. The world. Life. Life or death. You shouldn't die before your time. You shouldn't. Yeah. Know the word of God and say to yourself that I'm not going to die before my time. That young man was not supposed to die at 20. That is not the will of God. The will of God for our lives is not to die at 22. That's not the will of God. There are things that are ready to kill you before you, 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 you turn 100. They are there. They are there. Plenty. But don't allow them. Yeah. This young man who has had the news of the cancer is refusing it by the power of God. Yes, he's refusing it by the power of God. Amazingly, the day he told us, that same day we saw a video of, my wife saw a video of a certain man of God that we know who had also had the same cancer a year ago and is now free of the cancer. Like the cancer is not there in its blood anymore. Yeah, the difference between those who die and those who don't die is the knowledge of God's word and acting on it. If you don't, if you don't know, you will never, you will think that is the end of your life. If you know and you start acting on it, you will receive your results. You will get your answer. You will get your answer. There's hope. There's hope for you. There's hope for life. There's hope. One young lady sitting here, she came to tell me she has throat cancer. I said, eh, so? Let's pray. Use the word of God. I gave her some messages. Go and listen to it. Use the, that's what I know. There's no drug I can recommend for you. If you're going to put all your hope in drugs, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at the extent of the disappointment. They can't do anything about it. And you are on your way to death. You are dying. But you watch, you watch people. So, I don't know if you've, you've noticed, but Chris does this healing, um, uh, what's it called? Healing stream, right? Healing streams. People far away from him receive their healing. Cancer. Think people who are dying just rise up. The word works. Oh. The word works. If you work it, it will work for you. If you ignore it, it won't work for you. It's just like any other drug. If you have a problem and say, take this antibiotics, and you, do, you are not taking it, you will not have the result. It can be in your bag. It can be in your pocket. Because it is not in your body, it will not do anything for you. You need to swallow. You need to take it in. The word of God can be in your phone, in your pocket. It can be on you. You can be lying on it. It will be under your pillow. It is not potent under your pillow. It has no power under your pillow. It has power when it is in your heart. And on your lips, that's where the, that's where the power is. Yeah, the word of faith which we speak, which we preach, even in our mouth and in our hearts. You put it in your heart, you speak it. You speak it, you put it in your heart. That's what you do. Use the word. It, it works. It works. It works. Yeah. All things are mine. You can come out of poverty into riches if you use what I'm telling you. All things are mine. All the companies are mine. Whichever company I apply to will not reject me. When they reject you, tell them, ah, you don't know. You don't know me. That's why you're rejecting me. My presence in your company is what to bless you. Yes. Yeah. When they reject you, you realize that you've not done some things. You go back to your closet. 
you pick the word of God, you, you start looking at it. All things are mine. Including, that, including that, partic- that particular company. All things are mine. I'm accepted in the beloved. If God accepts me, I have favor before God and hence before all men. All men. Before all men. I'm getting it. I'm getting that job. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm getting that job. Yeah. How did you get your job? Yeah. Sometimes you have to give testimonies of people to know. It will let your faith bubble up. And as your faith is bubbling up, you release a word. And you know that 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 you have the thing. And you, you have it. Yeah. Use the knowledge of God. You have, you have, if you get the knowledge of God, act on it. Act on it. It works. It works. Look at this. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. They were talking about how Jesus was saying it is difficult for a rich man to enter heaven. Then, people were surprised because he himself was rich. The one talking was rich. So Peter, the Bible says, all of them were shocked. They were, they were amazed. They were shocked to the bone. When disciples said it, the Bible says they were exceedingly amazed. Because Jesus said that it is difficult. Go up. Go to, maybe you should see it. Oh, hallelujah. The word works. I'm glad that the word works. I'm glad. I'm glad. Listen. We didn't have anything from where I came from. Nothing. There's no uncle anywhere who can give you a million. There's none. They have uncles, uncles, but they, nobody can give you a million. Yes, I have aunties, nobody can. I have a father, but he can't. He can't supply to a certain level. He's even passed on into glory. I have a mother, she can't. I saw these things I'm sharing with you very early in my life. Just when I was going to be poor and be in that same category, I saw the word. I saw these things. And I decided to keep them. I knew this was my hope. This is all I have. This is all I, I have. a song I sing that God gave to me many years ago. All I have, all I am is yours. All, every, I just knew that there was no other way to go in. Whether I was going to be a businessman. It made no difference what I was going to be. I didn't know I was going to be a pastor, but it makes no difference. I just found the word of God. And I realized that this is my way out. This is the only way out. And I started using it for myself. I got the knowledge of God's word, like I'm giving to you now. And I started talking about it, talking it, using it for myself, speaking it for myself. Because one of the major signs of maturity as a child of God is your speech. You talk, you talk right, you you use the right words. You don't say negative things. Oh, it's not going to work. These days, I've I've so climbed up in, in, in speaking the word that I don't need to have a word session. I don't need to stand and say, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. No, as I'm moving around, I'm talking. When I come here, we have grace. That's what I'm telling them. We have grace to finish. We are finishing it. We have grace to do it. We have grace. We are doing it. I'm, I'm talking about 10 years from now. I started confessing about 10 years from now, from la- since last year. 10 years from now, we are doing this. We are going to be doing this. We are going to be doing that. We are going to be doing this. We are going to be doing I'm just saying it. Yeah. Not talking limitation. Failure. Weakness. Inability. Away with that. Sickness. Disease. No matter what you feel in your body. Makes no difference. I'm not dying now. I'm going. Nothing can kill me. If the Lord has not sanctioned my death, nothing can kill me. One of the things we have in Christ is that we have immortality. It's one of the things I want to talk about. We have immortality. Yes. You can choose when you want to go. We have it. It's, it's part of what we have in Christ. If you don't know, a cow will knock you down and kill you. I'm not cursing you. I'm just saying the obvious. In this world of troubles, 
Yes. There's a prince of the power of the air. He's in the, he's in the air. Who does not like him? He doesn't like anybody, including those who are his captives. He doesn't like them. He, he hates everybody. Everybody. He hates humanity. The word works. It works. Oh. Also, for doesn't it work? Haven't you seen it working for you? Yeah. It's working. It's working. Some of you have been with me for years. Have we gone down since we, since you came into the church? Have we gone down? We keep going higher and higher. Getting better and better. Getting more glorious and glorious. Use the word. If you just hang around and you just stay around and just associate and don't use what we do. You see, following, when you say you're following somebody, you follow the person's life, the person's manner of life. Let me, let me show you the details of following. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11, from verse 10. Look at 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life. These are the things you follow in a man. Eh? This, you have fully known my doctrine, the words I teach, the word of God I teach. You have known my, my, my word, the word I teach. There's a type of word we teach. I don't just preach anything. I'm careful with what I say. I don't, I don't come and preach anything to you. You should notice that, you should notice the, the line that I'm on. There's a tribe I belong to. There's a tribe of the spirit I belong to. We all belong to the, the house of God. We all belong to the family of God. But in the family of God, there are tribes. There are tribes. There's one Israel, but there are 12 tribes. I belong to a certain tribe. I belong to the tribe of faith and love and the Holy Ghost. That's where I belong. The tribe that is consistent with the word of God, who bring you the theme of God's word, not just lessons. But the theme of God's word. I belong to the tribe that believes in evangelism, working for the Lord, spending, taking your, giving your life for the Lord. That's the, that's the tribe I belong to. He says, you've known my doctrine. Then he says, manner of life. You've seen my manner of life, how I deal with people, how I behave in certain situations, what I say, my results. He says, purpose. Follow the person's purpose. The person's, why is it the person existing? I've just said something to you. And, and faith, follow the person's faith. How well has his faith worked over the years? Has my faith worked over the years? It has. It has. And you are with me. You are around. Make sure you follow that faith. You see, don't, don't just be around. Don't just be. There are people who are, who are happy about having a man of God's number. You are a very big fool. What will you do with my number? Or what will you do with Bishop Dark's number? What I call, how many times can you call him? How many times will he even pick your call? He's not going to pick your call. There's so much happening. Saying that, oh, I have this person's number and I have this person's number. It's nonsense. You are a very big fool. You don't know. I'm telling you now. The reason for the man of God's existence in your life is not for you to have his number in text and say, oh, hello, how are you? And then waiting for a reply. What, the, what does that do for you? The reason for his existence in your life is so that you hear what he has to say and use what he has to say. Watch his life. Look at his faith. Look at the result that it has produced and start walking along the same line. If he says, I, I wake up at dawn to pray, decide that me to wake up at dawn and pray. Yeah. If he says, I studied the word at this time, decide that me to, I'm going to do that. That is how you do it. Not, not go on. He says, I go on retreat. You should decide that I'll go on a retreat. Don't slow down. Don't let life slow you down. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can hang around forever. You can be in this church forever and the church will develop around you. You will, you will be surprised to grow around you. Others will come and take and go. When you come to me and I'm speaking to you and I say, you, you want something, you say, Pastor, I want you to help me pray about this. And I pray about it for you. Believe that it has worked for you. Believe that this man is a prophet, the prophet of God sent for my, for my life. Therefore, whatever he's saying, those who believe that, it works for them. Those who believe that, it works for them quickly, sharp. 
Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. There are people who have said things, this is going to happen. It happened. All the time. All the time. I'm even tired about, about saying some things about them. Yeah. Because when they come to me, they are coming with expectation in their hearts. Not that, oh, pastor, how are you? Charlie, what's up? <laughs> I see you, Joe. Pastor, Charlie, then sing some more. Then sing some I, I really need this. You know. When I say, let's pray. Father, thank you for this. this, this, this. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, pastor, amen, amen. amen. Thank you, I'm grateful. It's not like, it doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean much. One of our sisters came to me on Sunday. She said, pastor, this problem has been there for a long time. Can you please pray, pray with me? When she came, I said, what else can I do but pray? So let's pray. This one, only God can solve it. The same week it was solved. Same week. Something has been there for a long time. Same week. She's sitting here as I'm talking to you now. I don't want to disclose. For security reasons, you don't have to say something. Same week. What has been there for a long time? He texted me and said, ah, you, you are anointed by God for me. I said, ah, thank God. Some people don't think that. You know, it's like, oh, he, 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 he's a preacher. We are just around. You will go for a long time. If you don't hear the word we have to speak, the word of God we are teaching you, and take it. You should, you should see some of the things that we do. They used to call me Apostle Sokins. That was my guy name in university. Yes, Apostle Sokins. Because my roommates will leave the room when they are going out, if I don't have any class. Okay? When I got to final year, I mean, final, third year, final year, you have a lot of free time. You know that, right? So, there were days... Most of my classes were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's no class. Yes, most of the time. So I was doing business and all of that. Yeah, they pack you. Monday you go. If you go on Monday, you are in, you are, you are in school. Monday till night. Tuesday, Monday till night. Wednesday, Monday till night. So Thursday, Friday, you are free. I was sitting in the morning eh, with my laptop. I didn't have any, sorry, with someone's laptop. Because I, 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 I didn't have anything. Don't you understand? Even school fees was a problem. Yes. Take his laptop. I have a small hard drive. Just plug it in and I'm listening. I'm listening. I don't want my life to go off. I'm listening. They go, as they are going, I'm listening. When they come back, I'm listening. When they go again, I'm listening. When they come back, I'm listening. So they called me Apostle Sokins. Apostle Sokins. Like, hey, you're always soaking. You're always a soak message. I'm always soaking message. If I want to give you something, your hands are full. I can't give you anything. Whatever is going to be given to you, you have to set the whole thing down and receive. Be ready to receive. You understand? I showed you last week. Don't just listen to any message. Pick and choose. There are a lot of them. Pick and choose. Decide. I'm going to pick this one, pick this one on faith. Or pick this one, pick this one on the new life. Pick this one, pick this one about the Holy Spirit. And then you start listening. About the love of God, you start listening. So I can understand and be able to put some things together. It's so important. It's so important. Follow these things. Person's long suffering, his love, his patience, his persecutions, tribulations, the things he's gone through. Follow these things. Okay? Now, we read Matthew 19, right? It says, with, all, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Do you believe that with God, all things are possible? That you must believe that all things are possible to you who believe 
all things are possible to them that believe. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Did you hear that? All things are possible. It's not only God. All things are possible to him that believe. I believe. Therefore, all things are possible to me. You say these things, but I believe. So all things are possible for me. All things are possible. What makes it possible for man is possible for me. Because I believe. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Therefore, all things are possible unto me. In the name of the Lord Jesus. See, because we are joined as with him, all things are possible with him. And so all things are possible with you. Through your believing. So I see you rising. And going forward. And I see you getting bigger and better. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.